0: excited i'm fully convinced i'm telling you i woke up excited today i woke up fully convinced say fully convinced uh so i have four kids amazing 10 year old little boy my eight year old little daughter finley i have a three-year-old little girl named daphne and then our new little guy is almost four months his name is foster we call him fox he's cool and then i married way out of my league just celebrated 15 years a couple weeks ago that's pretty cool Amen. And like, she's way out of my league. Like, people literally are baffled when they go on our social media. They're like, wait a minute, like, is she photoshopped it? And like, Because I had hair back then, you know what I mean? Like, and then God said, I'm going to remove that to keep you humble. And then he gave me a great beard, which has actually made me a little cocky, Louis, honestly. But uh, she's amazing. Like, We were at the mall, no joke, this, this security guard, this is an honest, honest true story. Uh, a mall security guy walks up and asks her real kind of incognito, like, excuse me, ma'am, is this guy bothering you? She was like, who? And he's like, that guy. She's like, that's my husband. And you can tell, he's like, I've been trained for this. Blink twice if you're in trouble. Like, you can sense sense it. All right, moving on. I'm fully convinced. And the reason I tell you about my family, because I love them. But there's a story that I was reading about a little girl who's similar to my daughter's age, who grew up in an amazing life-giving church, just like I-5, where we don't just believe that the main sanctuary is where the word gets taught, but it's also your kids are getting taught too, parents. All the way up from nursery, all the way up. Thank you for your overwhelming enthusiasm. I mean, y'all are excited that your kids are getting taught about the word, about Jesus. Amen. So there's this little girl who, man, she's excited. The teacher, the Sunday school teacher in the children's church was teaching about Jonah and the whale. And she's like, just blown away. She's just taking it in. Like, this is amazing. So wait a minute. Jonah wasn't obedient. So God sent this whale. And then he said, fine, I'll do it. And it's just such a cool story. Well, on the following Monday, she goes to school, public school. And the teacher says, guess what today? Guess what today is, guys? We're going to learn about Fish learn about aquatic life we're gonna learn about whales and she's like what like high-fiving her friends like i just learned about whales and she's excited so then the teacher begins to talk about how a whale's esophagus is so small that it probably wouldn't actually be able to swallow a human being she's like what so time came time for q a and men got to the end she lifted up her hand the teacher yeah yeah question she said what about jonah and the whale And she's just like, Jonah and the whale. And she's like, yeah, Jonah and the whale. And she's like, is this a book you've been reading? And she said, yeah, it's in the Bible. the teacher goes, oh, you can't read, you can't believe all all things in fictitious books. Okay, moving on, the little girl's like, whoa, why? Because she's fully convinced. So she lifts her hand again, and she says, ma'am, you said that a, a whale can't swallow like a human being, right? She said, yeah, she goes, Jonah got swallowed by a whale. And she's like, oh, back to the Jonah thing again. Oh, so what happened? Well, Jonah refused to go to Nineveh. And so he was like, God, I'm going to to Nineveh. I'll go the opposite of Nineveh. So God sent this massive whale to swallow him up. He hung out in the belly of the whale for three days, played on his iPhone. That's where her theology was a little off. And then she said, then he was like, fine, God, I'll go. I'll be obedient. And he spit him up on the shore. The teacher was like, wow. Okay, story. Okay, moving on, moving on. And so they're like, uh, the little girl's frustrated. She's like, no, why? Because she's fully convinced. Say fully convinced. So towards the end, she said, any last minute questions, she lifted her hand again. She said, you've already maxed out your questions. She said, uh, ma'am, this is not a question. It's actually a comment. And she's like, all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she says, uh, when I get to heaven one day, I'm going to ask Jonah what it was like to hang out in the belly of the whale. Like drop the mic. Okay. And the teacher's like, all right, if you're going to get malady like your mom, okay. So, uh, okay, so Jonah's in heaven, right? So you're going to walk up to Jonah in heaven and ask him what it was like to be swallowed by a whale. She said, yes, ma'am. She said, okay, well, what if Jonah didn't go to heaven? What if Jonah went to the other place? What if Jonah went to hell? The little girl goes, well, then you'll have to ask him. All right. Come on, y'all. We're having fun this morning. Bing bong, bong. Okay. Say fully convinced. I'm fully convinced. We were sitting in a restaurant the other day, and the song came up, and I thought, man, it's a cool song. What is that? So I just asked Siri, Siri, what is this song? What am I listening to? And she told me, I mean, I was able to download it without plugging anything in it. It went all the way to space. It came right back down in 30 seconds, and boom. I have the song, and I had the thought, what if the access to the Holy Spirit was like that? What if when I wake up in the morning and I don't have any hope, or I feel frustrated, or I don't have peace. I said this earlier, and if you're taking down notes, I always encourage you to take down notes. I know it's part of the thread in the DNA of I-5 as well. Harvard did a study, Harvard Community College, so not quite Harvard, but the stats are true, that if you're a hearer only, you only retain 5% in real time of what you hear. So the only thing you heard today is, Pastor Jimmy's not here, and I'm white chocolate. That's it. But if you take down notes in real time your retention rate goes up to 35%. That's amazing. If you take down notes and go back and listen or watch the broadcast, your retention rate goes up to 90 to 95%. I said this earlier, but if you're taking down notes, write this down. Any area of my life that does not have hope is under the influence of a lie. Any area, whether that's a marriage situation, an addiction issue, sickness issue, whatever it is, any area of my life that does not have hope It's under the influence of a lie. So today I woke up and there's some things we're wrestling and believing God for and pushing through. And I just kept feeling the Lord. And I said, God, if I had access to your presence. Hey, God, I need perseverance today. Downloaded. I need peace today. Downloaded. I need hope today. Downloaded. I need restoration today. Downloaded. I need a breakthrough today. Downloaded. Because this is what I believe. I believe that when we posture and position ourselves in the presence of God and we posture and position ourselves in a position of expectation, I believe that God will show up and download everything you need when you need it. So today, I believe there are three things that he wants to specifically download to us at I-5 Church. Number one, if you're taking down notes, write this down. Number one, I believe he wants to download new strength. We're going to go to the words so you don't just think this is my opinion in just a moment. Number one, new strength. Say new strength. New strength. Like I, that fires me up. Like brand new strength. That's good, and I'm going to show you the Bible. Number two, write this down: renewed power, renewed power, and number three, activated faith. So, number one, new strength. Number two, renewed power. Number three, activated faith. Our passage this morning, we're going to start in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. It'll be up on the screens. It's out of the Amplified. Watch this. It says, "But those who wait for the Lord." Now, Paul's right there. We're we're start, we're already stopping. In our humanity, a lot of times when something is delayed, we just automatically assume it's denied. But this verse is telling us those that wait, and that actually is kind of telling us be patient. We don't like that, man. We're in an instant drive through, quick. Everything has to be faster. The other day, my wife wanted me to stop and get her a salad at Panera, and I was like, there's no drive through. I'm not walking in to get a salad for anybody. Like, because we're a quick. Instant access sort of culture. But this verse is like, but those who wait. But then it goes on and says, who expect. See, that's that expectation we were talking about. That's that posture and that position. Who look for and hope in him. Watch this. Will gain new strength. New strength. Brand new. Not recycled. Not refurbished. Not something you have to pull on from yesterday or borrow from tomorrow. God is giving you strength for today. To take on the assignment, to be the parents, to be in whatever posture, position you are in life. He's giving you the new strength, not to just survive life, to thrive in life. Say new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings, rise close to God like eagles rising towards the sun. I love these last two lines. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 says, I can do a few things through Christ. I can do some things. I can do a handful of things. Listen, if your Bible says that you're reading the Book of Mormon, we're going to swap it out for you today. Sorry, that's probably too far. But seriously, I can do how much? All things. Like no limitations. Like take off the impossible. Begin to look through the filter of faith. I can do all things through Christ strengthens me you move on six verses later, it's not going to be on the screens. I just put this as a sub note earlier in the last service. Philippians 4.19 says, my God will supply all of your needs. And I was thinking about that. We always use this as leaders and preachers. We use that as a scripture of giving. And yes, it's true. He'll supply all your needs according to his riches and glory, but also he'll help you in that need of a broken marriage. He'll help you in that need where you need a breath of peace. He'll help you in every area of your life because God will never give you a life where he's not necessary. And I think so many times we compartmentalize this in our humanity that, you know, a lot of times we go to WebMD instead of the Bible first. We start Googling things, and you're like, I don't know. No, I'm telling you, I've got this weird rash. It's super weird. There's only three people in the entire world. The last one was 1747. It was in Israel, and the person died. I might have that. Like, we start looking at crazy stuff instead of going to the Bible first and saying, in Isaiah 58.8, it says, Just as sure as the sun shall rise, my strength and my health shall spring forth speedily. The righteousness of God goes out in front of me and the glory of the Lord overtakes me and has my rear guard. There's nothing wrong with going to doctors, but if your prayer life is a last resort instead of a priority, you've already missed it. I feel like in Americanized Christianity, we have a little box on the wall that says break in case of emergency. God is not in the business of just being a painkiller savior. Where you take an ibuprofen to fix a headache, he wants to restore, heal your entire life. Life. Y'all, that's good. Somebody should shout praise, do something, run around a building. <laughs> Psalms 28 7 says this, my Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, for I have received help. My heart rejoices and gives thanks to him with a new song. Nehemiah eight ten says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. I think there's a misconception that it's your joy. It's not your joy. Yes, you do have to put on a garment of praise. Yes, you have to put on a smile. The truth is it's the joy from God to you and through you that becomes your strength. So this morning when I got up and I'm not saying I do everything perfectly, but there's kind of a a pattern that I do when I wake up in the morning and I pray and I spend time with the Lord. But today specifically, I said, God, I thank you that your joy is overtaking me. It is saturating me that your joy truly becomes my strength today. I I've preached um, 17 times in the past 18 days. It's been madness. I fly from here to preach tomorrow night in Chicago. I fly directly from there, preach Tuesday and Wednesday in Orlando. So, you know, sometimes, you know, I lose my joy a little bit. And then I end up sitting next to somebody on a plane that I thought I could s- just sleep. And then they're like, what, what, what business are you in? I'm like, sales. <laughs> it's just sales. But we have to put on that joy. We have to allow God to saturate us through his joy. Say renewed power. So number two is renewed power. This is some of the definitions of the word renew. I love this. To restore. This is awesome. So you already got that new strength. Number two, renewed power. To restore, to revive, to make like new, to restart, to reset, to begin again. I love this. Says this in Lamentations chapter three, verse twenty-two: "The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases; His mercies never come to an end. How many of y'all are grateful for that? That His mercies are new every day; they never come to He's never ran out on you. He's never forsaken you. He's not going to give up on you. It's messy and broken. No matter where He found you, the lowest place, no matter how ratchet you've been, He still pursues you and loves you, and never." comes to an end. And check this out. It says, they are new, how how much? Every morning. So when you woke up today, hopefully brushed your teeth, amen, put on some deodorant. These brothers with the Axe deodorant spray, they just keep spraying it on. They're like, it just doesn't seem like enough. Oh, it's enough. We can hear you and smell you coming. (laughs) His mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him, you know, in this renewed power, there's also a rest that comes with this. The Bible says in Matthew 11:28, 28, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. There's new strength that renewed power. Actually, if you really if you dive into it and start looking into the depths of renewed power, it talks about this rest, this confidence you walk in, it empowers you to walk in a spirit of rest. Ephesians 6, verse, uh, Ephesians chapter 6, if you're starting at verse 10 all the way up to 17, it describes the whole armor, the feet of peace, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation. The starting piece of this armor is the feet of peace. And it literally is talking about you stepping into rest, stepping into a spirit of Rest. So when the doctors say you may have to deal with this rest of your life, you say I appreciate your professionalism, but it is well with my soul. I will rest in the Lord and know that He is my healer and He will show up and show off and move on my behalf. When the, your job saying they may be threatening layoffs and you may be one of the ones that gets cut. You know what my, my God says in Philippians four nineteen, we talked about it that he supplies all my needs. I'll have more than enough because everything I put my hand to prospers. There's a rest. There's an old adage that says, it'll roll off you like water off a duck's back. many ever heard that before? Only white people, like my friend right here. He was like, I know that one. <laughs> Let me help you. What it's talking about is the feather of a duck has an oil. So when it rains, it hits, beats up and rolls off. See, when you walk in renewed power, just like this supernatural bubble that's around you, that when people try to come at you and lies are spread about you and there's noise constantly coming at you and gossip coming at you, it just kind of rolls off you like water off a duck's back. How many of y'all are grateful today for renewed power? I know I am. And number three, I love this last one, activated faith. Say activated faith. See, we're all given the same measure of faith, but we can grow in faith. John 16, Jesus said in this life, you'll have trials and sorrows of many kind, but take heart because I've overcome the world Anytime my wife and I have ever had to walk through anything difficult or hard, we have two options. You can respond two ways. You can freak out, right? Or you can trust God. And my wife and I, in our vows, we said, in this life, we just celebrated 15 years, I told you that earlier. But in this marriage, during our journey, if we're gonna go through it, then let's choose to grow through it. Because I don't want to just go through things, just to go through them and be like, whoo, I survived it. And here's the reality. Everybody in this room has survived 100% of your worst days. Think about that. You've survived 100% of your worst days. You're doing better than you think. That's good. Look at the person next to you and say, you're doing better than you think.